0: Hey friends,
1: it's Davion.
0: it's Bruce, and And this this is is, Oh, That's that's My my Gay gay friend. Friend, episode number 62. We're back. We are back in this building, baby, back in this bitch. Hey husband, how are you?
1: I'm good husband, how are you?
0: I am blessed and highly favored. Amen and amen. Welcome friends to another wonderful episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend brought to you by Italy, because that's where the fuck we've been for three weeks, well, well, not really, <laughs> but um, that
1: is a big reason as to why you have not heard from us in the past few weeks,
0: because we needed to take a little vacay, a little siesta. Needed a break. Listen, it's needed. It was much time needed, a way to regroup, to come back to oneself, a new, renew, refresh and all of the things. And that is definitely what we are
1: ready to connect back with you guys. Thanks for tapping back in and get to right. these hot topics that Let's have been hot, but it. low key not really. It's
0: been it's been relatively <laughs> it's been slow. It's been mild. This, they've been itchy, just like these damn mosquito bites on our bodies because we're fucking itching and scratching. Them yeah, because we've been eating up, but. Before we get into that, friend, you know what time it is. Go ahead and gather your cocktail. And as you select your libation, we'll tell you our libation selection for tonight and we'll talk about our fabulous fucking trips and our week. So, husband, what are you sipping on tonight? I am sipping on some bubbly, a beautiful flute of moette. Come on now, a little
1: champ champ. A little champ champ. Shout out to our besties, Kamara provided uh sponsored by
0: her birthday <laughs> birthday champagne yes i'm just now getting to it nice what about you i am having the classic a coke and rum but Gold. Go. listen that's been my drink for a while and it hasn't done me wrong yet so let's raise these glasses here we go clink 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 for the show mm-hmm oh that's delightful Mm -hmm. it feels like home yeah which is where we are (laughs) and (laughs) we were away from it for a while so husband how how how's your week but let's also get to the shit so how was your week i know i mean my week fucking peddled
1: in comparison to (laughs) being in italy so i'll just blow past that really quick the week was fine worked um that was it (laughs) how was your
0: week this is actually my first week back to work after being gone for three weeks mm-hmm. so yeah it was um not even challenging it was it was new and exciting i i again i came back refreshed i came back with a different mindset about a lot of new things in my life and so it hasn't been bad. I, I Literally, the first day, I got hit with a minor who wants to do a mass shooting. So, that's, <laughs> so that's fun for me. It's like, oh, back to work. Here we go. So, you know, that's all. Um, but, yeah. So, do you think they're ready for the situation? Let's tell them how it was. Let's just get to it. <laughs> so, friends, we took a trip to Italy. So, I was going to Italy already because I was going on the gay cruise. The husband does not do gay cruises we've done one cruise together and he was like I'm good cuz he has really bad motion sickness so doing a gay cruise going there and then one of our friends was like hey do a birthday trip she knew where she wanted to go either Mykonos or Greece she our that Mykonos is in Greece sorry Italy and determined she wants to do Italy so it just so happened to coincide with the trip I was already going on so it was like hey let's do this together so that's how we end up going to Italy Mm -hmm. um we talked about going to Italy since the pretty much like since we've met yeah you and I one of our literally we
1: share like what place have you always wanted to go to right and the commonality between both of us very early on in our dating um life with each other was like we both want to go to Italy, so right. that was always something that was our dream
0: go to spot. It really was, and so you know that opportunity came and and we took it, um, and it was fucking great. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Oh, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to tell your experience, I mean, my experience, I I definitely, um, it was surreal. It's in moments, different times. um just being there was like, oh wow! Like this is something you know, you set a plan to do, and you did it, and so it was like, wow, okay, this is this is cool. I, I, you know, I, I definitely enjoyed. How was your experience? I, I thought it was life changing. I
1: truly did. It 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 something to be said about being in a place and seeing things from a time. When it was before Jesus walked the earth. Right. Like we were seeing monuments, pillars, things that were tangible that were around BC. Right. And that type of stuff, especially being an American, and more specifically, You know a west coaster where we don't have anything like that we truly don't like you get a little bit historical when you go to the east coast and you see older buildings and buildings that have been around for a while but here in los angeles we literally have (laughs) none of that um i think the oldest thing is like 60 years old you know big whoop but there you see things you can touch and walk on things that have been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years it it, thousands, yeah. It, yeah, it truly is. It, it's hard to explain. It's more of a feeling um, that I, I recommend everyone. If you could go, doesn't have to necessarily be Italy, but any place historic with, you know, things that are still there that have been around for hundreds or thousands of years, I definitely recommend that you do it because it's, it's a feeling that you, it, I, I haven't been able to describe it, but it is something that you feel.
0: It is. And the fact that we were in Rome and saw so many great monuments, um, the Colosseum actually touched the Colosseum, like to see the ruins and to see that they, like you said, they've been there before Christ was on earth and it's still there and they preserved it and they built around it, you know, whereas let's say America would have just knocked shit down and kept it moving. Put up you know? condos. Yeah. Exactly. But just to see how they lived, I even <clears throat> explored to see like where the locals live and being there and, and just seeing the simplicity of their life and everything. So that was really it was a really, really fun um an experience and a wonderful experience of a trip to the many things that we we did. We we so it was four of us that went together. Mm-hmm. Um we went to Florence after Rome. That was an experience in itself. I feel for me, I personally love Rome more than you Florence. You know what? I lean
1: more towards Rome. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I I feel like
1: Rome is just so much bigger. Like not only are the buildings bigger and there's more, you know, one of the wonders of the world is there. Right and for me florence is beautiful don't get me wrong both places are absolutely stunning but i feel like florence is more of like the beverly hills of italy and i mean considering we live near beverly hills i'd rather just go to beverly hills well like the shopping you're talking about or yeah like it's it's much more contemporary like you walk out of your hotel five minutes you're literally in front of Mew Mew. Pucci, Gucci Gucci, <laughs> Louis Vuitton—like it—it yeah. it literally is the Be- the rodeo drive of
0: yeah, definitely had that time. Italy, I felt like for me, Florence was a more old school feel. Like it gave you more authenticity. Uh, clearly, as we, you know, one of the the residents that we stayed in didn't have. They had their own Euro plugs, right? So we had to like buy converters and shit like that. Compared mm-hmm. to your Rome, like that, you know, um, they had the, they some they had some American plugs or or whatnot here and there. But I just, for me, Rome gave me life. There was so much activity going on. Like on a regular fucking Tuesday night, they're at the square just having dinner and it's like massive people out in the street and the thing that
1: i loved about it though it was locals it was locals that was out and about it's like when you go like here in la i I keep comparing because this is where i I was born and raised but here in la when you go to like hollywood and highland you see nothing but fucking tourists like people that live here avoid certain congregating going to certain areas and it's the exact opposite in italy when we went to the Coliseum, it was people out there on dates, like just chilling. Chilling. Locals. One. Just eating gelato, which also <laughs> that is was a your, thing. That was, your that
0: thing. was a gelato a day, pistachio, baby. <laughs> Except for that one fucking gelato place that burned my fucking arm with that fucking machine. But yeah, the gelato was, was a good I think I had it like once or twice. The, the first one I had was amazing. It no, was, yeah, you like had it twice because. Blue. Cheese, blue cheese, and, blue, dark, and chocolate. dark chocolate. That shit was fucking amazing. Um, and I don't think you could, you didn't find another gelato place like the first one we had because you were trying no, to. No, I were like did. you were on the high. You were on the. Uh, I was chasing a fix. I was chasing that first high.
1: I will say the place that we went to, it was yellow. After we saw David in Florence, that place came really close. Okay. Uh, but yeah, either. Either way, every place was amazing.
0: Like, everything... Like, we haven't even touched the food. We haven't even talked about the even food. Talk about the, we the, haven't even talked about it, the food. The, Jesus oh Christ. God. So, one I was, what I was really surprised about was the pricing. It's really inexpensive to eat authentic, really good fucking food in Italy. Like, completely inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Compared to being here... Boca de Pepe or Olive Garden I'm not you know those are the you Italian like compared to but I'm just saying the price points or even going to a nice bistro out here or whatever like the the price point is like t- twice compared to what it is there
1: yeah you'll here. You, you will easily pay 20 something dollars just for a bowl of pasta and that's it we're not talking about wine we're not talking about sometimes you know they'll throw in a breadstick yeah if you're lucky
0: but that pasta for like fourteen dollars, ten dollars, nine dollars, nine euros. Sorry, um, and it was just fucking amazing. And it was it for you. I know it was you love authentic pasta. I love a little, good little bite. bite back mm-hmm. to it. I can do it. It was fine, and, and that was. But there was some places where it was a little soft. I was like, great. This was this is amazing. This was great and cool. Um, it, was, it was, fucking great food. A lot of walking. Uh, we even made pasta in Florence. We went to yes. a pasta making class. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. To and, see, and we made pasta with an egg and flour. All, all purpose flour, flour. Yeah. An egg and a little water.
1: And you know, one thing for me this trip that was very eye opening as an American, we're so used to more. More is more. And more equals better, or mm-hmm. it equates to a certain type of status. And there, everything was so simplistic. The cars were tiny. The the food, basic ingredients. We ate pasta that literally was just all-purpose flour and one egg. Yep. And it tasted delicious. Like the sauce, it's just like muddled tomatoes and like oregano. <laughs> like And it was
0: great. <laughs> Maybe some salt. Yeah, and, yeah. You
1: know, and like some salt. But, you know, here, we're so used to fucking... Black pepper, Lawry's, garlic salt, garlic (laughs) pepper, paprika. You know, we're putting cilantro on everything. We're we're so used to all of the things. And uh, that's why we have all of the weight. And, you know, we have all of the emission problems and all of the smog. It's just there. Everything was so simple, but it was beautiful. And it had double the impact than anything here does with all it, the it, you know the excess and stuff it, yeah
0: it yeah it was it really makes me want to simplify my life absolutely seeing that the way they live life the way they enjoy things even going to a restaurant and you know we normally i'm being american we you know look for a certain level of um expectations that we have from, Custom from service, the, yeah. customer service from the waitress the waiters and there it was okay take your order all right want your wine and then once your food brought to you they leave you the fuck alone they don't come back and say hey so how's your food there that's it you know you have to find them to chase down the bill but they they promote conversation they promote community and things of that sort and i found myself disconnected which one i did once i left you guys um even there i was still not on my phone as much because i wanted to just vacate from all type of social media on my phone, but mm-hmm. on the cruise I really didn't have my phone. I mean, I, I obviously you and I communicated like once a day. Mm-hmm. Hey good night, love you, and that was it. But I wasn't on my phone, so um, that's another wonderful uh, situation I loved about being on vacation for three weeks is just disconnecting from everything, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but itself, Italy, um, the walking, just to seeing the monuments, like like you said, it's a feeling, and, and it. I think we're doing our listeners a disservice <laughs> coming back. Like, you know, I've been back a week, um, trying to recap it for them, but we can't really. It's a feeling. It's a and feeling. That's why I it's haven't really. Feeling. People ask me how it was in Italy, and I'm like, I, I, I didn't. I purposely didn't share things on social media because mm-hmm. I wanted this for myself. I don't want to share with no one. I just want this for me. Like I had so many moments of clarity i have moments of just like experience in life and just new things and something also you know, i wanted to i wanted to go to the place for a very long time you yeah. know and experiencing that I'm like, i just this is for me i have i have amazing photos and pictures and things of that sort and videos but i'm not sharing it because i i won't share it so i feel like i need to share it. if i've or even if i even want to i don't think i even want to share it, but i just have it for Myself, and if I wanted to share with family and friends, I can, but I just haven't, and I'm okay with that. And because it, it's just this was for me, you know. So, um, I freaking loved it. I think one of the one of the beautiful moments was you and I walking to the Coliseum, the like, was it the first and second night that we, we I think it was just, the second night, and just doing that, like, as a couple, like, it was like, shit. like, this is. This is pretty fucking cool. Like, this is pretty awesome. That's, that's the best way that I can describe Rome.
1: That's why if I had to pick, like, if, you know, someone was like, okay, I can only have, I have a limited amount of time, and I can only go to one place in Italy, why I would suggest Rome over Florence, because it's just fucking cool. Yeah. Like, it's just, it feels like walking in a history book, like the books that you read and studied in high school. You know, you uh, just like world history, (laughs) right? Like, think of that year, (laughs) and just imagine walking through the pages and being like, "I saw this shit." Like, I've seen pictures of this my entire life, but now I'm literally standing in front of it. I'm holding, I'm my hand up to it. It's like walking around in a living, breathing museum.
0: Yeah, even oh my god, the museum. Oh, we went to, no, so our fresh shit set up for her 45th birthday she set up a couple of different tours and um the vatican jesus christ literally like literally the the 16th chapel the sitting there literally chapel like going into the 16th chapel i was so once we got to that point to see it I wasn't. I could have stayed there for like four hours. Yeah, you literally, I literally. Yeah. and we we you and I discussed about the different stories and seeing it. Like it's the, it's, it's embedded in my mind. I can see it right now. Close yes. my eyes. Very vivid. Very vivid. Gold everywhere. It's just like oh my god. Like yeah. Like you said, you you relive in history, and I'm kind of a history buff in a way. Um, I'm, I'm a secret history buff. And just seeing certain things was just like, wow. Like this is fucking like this is fucking crazy and yeah. awesome and cool at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just fucking cool. Yeah. It so. um one of the people on our tour group asked, like, is this real gold? And the tour guy was like, This is the Vatican, of course. <laughs> like All the, the gold, gold you thing. see is going to be real, baby. And we saw Listen. a lot of it. Right. <laughs> <It'll>,
0: like <laughs> And also just looking at these so there was a point where we all four walk. we walked to the coliseum but we were walking past one of the monuments they call it the wedding cake and just from afar it looks big but to walk upon it to give us to give a scale as from human height to the scale of the building and then to think they're like oh well elephants built this shit. are you fucking kidding me Yeah, like there was no cranes there was no like this the scale of the scope of how big everything was and the, all marble, and all, like all of this shit, like it just has your mind, for me, it did the mind fuck. And it's like, I can't even fathom how this was happening and how this, that's lets me know like God's creations and his people and, and to give man the, the opportunity and just the knowledge to do certain things. It was just a beautiful, beautiful situation. There's a lot of times I was just quiet because I was just taking shit in because I really just I was just having moments. That that's the best I can say. I was having fucking moments. It was fucking great. Yeah. But I will say that the uh, the have the sex game unlocked. They have fucking sex vending machines with condoms and shit. And yeah, because I mean, the reality the the (laughs) reality is
1: people have sex, right? Right. People have a lot of sex with a lot of different people. I think that's what you know. America can kind of get on bandwidth bandwagon with and stop being so prudish and you know pretending like shit doesn't go down when it goes down right (laughs) like
0: people get pregnant people have abortions people fuck people do this people do that but they were like, "Listen, we prepared for it. Like, we may not have convenience stores open, but here you have a twenty-four hour vending machine. There you go. With get your all condoms. the lights that you need. for yourself. Get your condoms and have a great night <laughs> on us." I was like, "This is amazing. Like, this is fucking like, but I could get it. It's a, it's a romantic city." And I think there was different parts that you enjoy from Rome. We didn't get from from Florence and vice versa. Yes, and, because there were know,
1: beautiful parts of Florence. I don't want it. I don't want to come off as if. I'm shitting on Florence because Florence is absolutely I think Florence is more romantic than Rome so like if you're a couple yeah and you know I would I would recommend Florence over Rome like if you're going if you're doing a honeymoon or something like that um,
0: because Florence is absolutely romantic going to Tuscany Ooh. oh yeah Tuscany was uh, was amazing that for was fun. wine tasting for wine tasting and just being under the Tuscan Sun and seeing that but even hell I went to Sicily I went to Naples like I've seen a lot of a lot of Italy that I didn't think I would see, and Sar Saranini some some other fucking place, um, that was just great and amazing. and The people were just fucking you know, p- the people were interesting. I will say that um, they were friendly, but they also everyone just like they were minding their own fucking business, and no yeah. one was starting on you know what I'm saying, yeah. um, so yeah, it was it was a good situation. It was a good situation. And, you know, there were some hiccups that happened, um, you know, but the pros outweighed the con. And I think, um, and this is for the cruise port, your cruise portion. No, for the elite, the, the, the group of us. Because um, okay. you know, friends, they lost, they, they had to oh, luggage for three yeah, days. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, which I was, you know, uh, uh, they made it work <laughs> and it, it all worked itself out. And everything, but no, the cruise. Um, my cruise was fucking amazing. Uh, I'll say this because again, I don't want to talk too much because again, it's. I feel like these moments are for me, um, especially for that. that was oh, you know really, don't have to talk about it. No, no, no I'm not talking, <laughs> not <sharing. laughs> You're You're know, talking I'm about it. You're talking about not talking about no, it. No, right? No, I'll share. I mean, you know, once I dropped you guys off, um, or yeah, we got back to the airport and I went on and. Met up with my um, homeboy Dean uh, from Australia, went to his hotel, and we hung out, pool, and, and just saw the city, and before the cruise, and they got on the cruise, and this experience was 10 times better than the, the first gay cruise I went on, but different caliber of folks, um, you saw, because again, they left from Rome, and they went to, it left from Rome, went to Naples, Sicily, went to Monaco I fucking love South of France oh my god like I mean what well, if they're not to love I'm sure oh, like the richest city in the fucking world oh South of France was fucking mind-blowing like I literally sat we sat watching yachts at a wine in a yacht club and we went to a wine bar there and I felt at home I was like this is the life I was supposed to be living And then also seeing uh, the casinos in Monaco, the Monte Carlo. Um, So that was fucking amazing. And then went to Ibiza. And so the cruise was just fucking great. It was a great, life-changing, eye-opening situation. Um, I had a good fucking time. Uh, Yeah, I think every gay man in his life should go to a gay cruise. Once in your life. Um, because it's just a, it's, a, it's a it's a level of freedom a level of self confidence that just comes with that just being around your own and not having to be apologetic about shit and just be your fucking self or be whoever you want to be for that week or people were doing it just there's just a there's a camaraderie that happens with that in the community so um, yeah it was fucking great nice yeah so but um, traveling solo has everyone should experience that as well absolutely overseas um but you well we weren't really so well i was solo for a second you weren't solo but how was how was the travel going i know you guys coming back you said you had some uh had some hiccups or there was some Uh,
1: there i mean listen airports need to do better when it comes to layovers like if you have a layover that is shorter that is definitely appreciated because i'm not trying to sit and rot at a uh airport for three hours right but if you have a very short layover that is an hour or less and for international flights you have to you know get your luggage and recheck your luggage now that's time consuming as it is you're walking through an airport you have to go back through tsa which is a fucking nightmare yep. and many places now i we all of a certain age and a certain success level have tsa pre-check right now there are airports now where tsa pre-check stops at a certain time so if your flight lands after tsa pre-check is closed you got to do regular tsa which is already what 40 minutes off ramp. <laughs> so <laughs> pain, combine yeah. that with having to get your luggage, luggage recheck your luggage we damn near missed our flight Um, Coming back home. Like we literally we we were running to the gate. We were so late They were calling our names I've been there before (laughs) Calling our names like where y'all at overhead paging overhead paging and we didn't do anything other than what we absolutely had to do, which was Check our luggage stand in line get our luggage checked Like airports just need to do better in the year 2023 our lord and savior (laughs) like you would think (laughs) you would think they streamlined this shit a bit better and they just they just haven't i personally hate traveling the only reason why i do international traveling honestly is because of you because if it was up to me i'd just be picking domestic places and it's not because i'm a basic bitch and you know this and that and like for me i just hate flying i hate flying yep. and add on the extraness of international flying and you know i didn't tell you this but you know in customs when you come back i was so i had just got off an 11-hour flight from rome to dallas uh fort worth and the guy was asking me you know they ask you like what are you bringing back and i was so out of it and just over i was like uh i said i'm bringing my stuff and he's no, and he's extremely serious. You know those agents; they don't play. He was like, yeah. "What do you mean stuff?" Like, uh, 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 my my clothes. <laughs> he, he was like, "What are you cl- like? What are you declaring? Like what?" Like he was getting serious and like tr- really trying to figure out what the fuck. He, I guess he thought I was being flippant or sassy, but I'm just I like all those extra steps. In lines and being, you know, herded like cattle through right. the fucking... Disneyland stanch- <laughs> Like, yeah, the stanchions. I, I can't. I can't. I don't oh, like yeah. <laughs> it. I, I prefer just a quick in and out uh, situations. I hate long flights. But all in all, considering, you know, it was, what, 12 hours going? And yeah. for me, it was 14 coming back. But you did good going i mean you, you, you okay i did generation. i mean i did great coming back yeah. um because you know i do lean on you a lot for like emotional support with flying because i just don't like it yeah um so i was low-key a little nervous flying by myself because yes the three of us flew together but we were all sitting in different exactly. yeah in different areas so it, you know, I put on my big boy pants. <laughs> <laughs> on my look big boy pants. So I was like, mm, I can do it. Um, but yes, with that being said, I definitely look forward to flying alone again because, like you said, I think everyone needs to.
0: You have to experience feel a, that a independence. A yeah, yeah, and it's just, but it's just also just you wake up and do what the fuck you want to do. True. Like the cruise, I did whatever the fuck my mind told me to do. I did it. <laughs> it wasn't no let me barter with this or let me do this or have attitudes or deal with attitudes or whatever it was like whatever i want to do i'm fucking doing it and that's it um and i think we talked about that before like when you would do your birthday, you were like i just whatever i'm gonna do i'm, yeah. I'm gonna do i don't know i, I don't have an agenda that that was a thing for the cruise i mean you had you know they have agendas and parties and Things or whatever, but it was like, okay, well, if I'm gonna go to port and if I want to go with Dean, which I he and I did go to a lot of stuff, but it was like, hey, all right, I want to check this out. He's like, all right, well, let's do that or whatever. I even t- caught the train in Monaco, like that was fun, that was interesting to um, try to maneuver um, purchasing a ticket in a different language
1: mm-hmm. and
0: have you uh, Google Translate to see all that, but that, again, it just it was a nice. Explored It was a nice adventure to have. So, but we're back in the states. We're back in the states. We're, <laughs> we're back here. We're back in LA. We are back. I mean, I've been back for a while. <laughs> I've been back for a while. Yeah, no, I had to take. I had to take three weeks. I was I, and I really low key wanted another week because I came, oh, I mean, came back. And I was like mid day. It was mid during the week on the Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, of course you got jet lag and I didn't think I would have it bad, but it it wasn't too bad. And then the weekend and I had shit to do. Like I was either meeting up with friends or something like every day. Yeah, Like I had one day to rest and then it was just like either family functions or friends and then back to work on Monday. So it was like, I really didn't have time to really relax from that. And I mean, I still have on our front bedroom, we got both my suitcase on the bed just yeah, closed out and shit. (laughs) I I haven't even unpacked yet because it's just I haven't had the time to to do that, mm-hmm. but um, speaking of fucking the packing, fucking I told you my will fell off on the second part of so friends out there, yeah, I'm like so you got a picture because they don't know. Though. We first get to fucking Rome, right? We have a driver, he, he meets us because and also because our friends didn't have their luggage, so we like an hour to two, like in the airport, still trying to figure that out. Realize their luggage wasn't. Los Angeles still hadn't made it to Rome so the driver he waited for was great very appreciative of him doing that he decides he wants to be helpful and take my personal luggage Mm -hmm. and you know just grab that no one else is like all right, cool I have my other bag and that's there's cobblestones in fucking Rome even at the fucking airport like there's no that's what they do in Italy (laughs) gravel it's just fucking cobblestone so he's dragging my shit and it's a four wheel you know situation and it's a nice piece of luggage and Next thing I know, one of the wheels because he was dragging his shit and it was because so heavy. Because he, he leaned it like it was, drag, on, to, on like two it was wheel. an old
1: school two-wheeler. Yeah, and
0: broke one of the fucking wheels.
1: Yeah, that's too much weight on just Yeah, I was wheels.
0: like, what the fuck? So, I went through a motion. I tipped him appropriately because he fucked up my luggage. Um, cut to, we need to I need to buy another piece of luggage because I can't Go with through way motion to Florence, yeah, to Florence, and also continue on to the cruise. So, we find a shop, I, I, I buy a piece of luggage, get that, boom, great. Get on the cruise, they bring the shit to the room. These niggas fuck up two of my fucking wheels on, the fucking, on this new piece of luggage I just brought from a vendor. Off the, I'm like, are you kidding me? So, then as I'm leaving, the cruise is over, coming back. They have my luggage. I get I, my, at the airport. Literally, my luggage comes out of the charter bus. The driver's trying to help me. My shit falls. Boom! And There goes one fucking wheel. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Now, this wasn't no, you know, wasn't no away luggage. If it was away, I would send the shit to the company and get my new piece of luggage for free. Yeah. But um yeah so just all that to say my carry-on was away i'm gonna purchase some away luggage the bigger uh pieces because i i can't i can't
1: yeah because i mean it don't you get a (laughs) warranty with them or yeah wait yeah
0: the way they're not sponsoring this podcast but away is so fucking well fucking made and again Mm -hmm. if something breaks, they'll literally replace your shit like it's not a problem so lesson learned just i'm just investing in bigger pieces of, of from away so but yeah, that wraps up uh <laughs> the Italy. I think we touched everything you want to talk about.
1: Yeah, I feel touched.
0: We can <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> Italy.
1: Uh Italy was great. Uh before we before we move on, just one last question. Did it exceed your expectations? It did cuz I even smoked a
0: cigarette. It, it did. That's so random. <laughs> because uh, we were at, we were sitting it was you and I, we we're sitting at dinner and we're in the square and think the girls had either we said goodbye for them for the night i don't know how we No,
1: this was the night where we did our separate things
0: because this was
1: like a date night for us and i remember it was a couple next to us that was having like a date too and i think one of them it was the asian woman
0: and the italian right 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 i'm saying yeah so yeah i think the girls they were they didn't have this stuff so it was kind of over some shit and so, um, yeah, we had a date night and just being there, just being around the ambiance and everything, I was like, shit. And I thought <laughs> I thought it was a pre-war at first. And I was like, oh shit. But then one of the major D he was he, he I asked him if he had a cigarette. He was like, oh, I'll roll you one. And he rolled me um, a tobacco cigarette just you know, paperwork. And it was I felt I felt very uh, in the moment, in the culture. There you go. So yeah, it was it was a, a good situation. But I didn't it. have. I tried to say the cigarettes. I wanted to have a ca- uh espresso with the cigarette in the morning, but that didn't happen. So. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I. I, I would say this. Italy was a diet I didn't know I needed. Yeah. <laughs> I felt so lighter. I felt just, uh, we were like, yeah, we walked a lot. There was a lot of walking. a lot of walking. And let me just. Great food.
1: food. Say this really quick and then we can move on. Don't go to Italy in summer. Just don't. Just, I, like, listen. Would you see all those reports on CNN, MSNBC, Fox
0: about record-breaking heat?
1: They mean it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't even tell you this story. So when we we were back when I went back to Rome because the cruise, and we wanted we wanted to walk to the Coliseum, so we did that. But we also went to the gay area, the little the gay bars that's like literally adjacent from the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. And as we we're walking through the Colosseum, um, I guess they they had police and and EMS people out there and everything. And it was like you say it was hot because it was very it was very hot out there. Some days were better than the other days, but. This particular day, this particular day it was really hot. And of course, you know, I sweat. Like walking and sweat, and I didn't have a towel, I just had like a napkin. So I was trying to like reuse this napkin for like the entire day, or at least for that moment. And one e- EMS guys, we walked past, he literally ran after me and was like, gave me some water. It was like, it's hot, stay hydrated. <laughs> he was like, Don't die, my friend. Seriously. Don't he was die. like, dead ass. He was like, it's hot. Say hi. I was like, "Thank you, sir." Like, okay, like, what we're, we're, we're about to drink some alcohol right now, but I appreciate the sentiment of it all, you know. So, yeah, yeah, fun good times, fun
1: well, good times.
0: So that was our trip, you guys. I hope you guys felt like you were there. Um. We did miss you. You know, we, we talked to, we thought about recording while we were out there. It was like, no, we just need to. No,
1: I didn't even think about that. That was not on my docket. Well, I thought about, <laughs> I, I, I thought radar. about mentioning it to
0: you. Maybe I maybe I <laughs> that I, was you know, sometimes we have conversations and I hear you? about it. I, I <laughs> had it with you, yeah. Mostly me. Um and then I run it but you like you never told me that. I was like, Okay, well I had it in my head. But um yeah, I thought about like, oh let's it'd be fun if we just do like a little something while we're there, but then you know. Life life happens life happens at you
1: quick. yeah Yeah. i mean gelato you're smoking cigarettes you're too busy living (laughs) living the italian life right so but there was shit that was going on here in america but was it really (laughs) because we were i mean talking about scraping the bottom of the barrel
0: trying to figure out some hot topics for the night well there's some things that has that has been going on now so there was a lot of shit that happened apparently like i said we while we were on our hiatus, but. We can't touch all of that. We can just talk about the current shit that's happening right now. Right? Like, so that's fair to say. So like today, um, our president, Joe Biden, his son is the actual first child of a city president who has been indicted on federal charges for gun charges because he is a complete fool. And for 40, was it 45 days, he had a gun um, illegally in his possession and so now all the Republicans are trying to <laughs> make this motion. Well, they indicted him. Um, and normally they said this, the, the person who was dealing with what he is dealing with as far as 100 biting, uh, being a, a drug addict and everything, or ex-drug addict, they said normal, the normal person, the average person, if they were doing what he was doing, there were, there would be no charges, right? Because... Of his mindset and and history of drug use, but because his last name is Biden, they're trying to make this political. And so, thus, here you have him being the sitting president's um, son indicted on federal gun charges.
1: Yeah, I think that Hunter, in order for, because I'm claiming that Joe is going to continue and win the reelection but in order for joe to have a bit more of a smoother presidency the second time around i think hunter needs to do a bit because if you think about it the republicans the only thing they've been able to come for him about is hunter everything yeah. else is you know speculative conjecture i feel based on emotions them just being irrational but yeah. the only tangible thing um that kind of is soiling you know his presidency right now is hunter and hunter has continuously, continuously made bad decisions <laughs> or decisions so i even though i do agree if he was a regular person it wouldn't be this big of an issue but the reality is he is not a regular person he's the first son
0: and it's like how do you not fucking
1: know this it, because he needs he needs to take White a time out. White out. privilege. He needs to take a time out, and I think this will shut the Republicans up. The um, well, this won't shut them up because they're vile and vicious. Right. Uh, the extremist ones, anyway. But like this, they don't need any more bait. They don't need any anything else to kind of rile them up. And yeah, Hunter just he just needs to take a time out. It'll be like a
0: cushy. Martha Stewart prison But he just needs to take a time out Yeah because the optics is going to be You know do you want a president Whose son is indicted Who's a, a felon and all this other shit Where you know 45 His kid did some criminal shit but somehow They covered some shit up Fuck you know, they- his kid kids does some criminal no, shit <laughs> right but I'm just saying I'm just using <laughs> but, the, you know, uh, the extension of who you are right yeah. looking at the fact that they are going to spend this they're already trying to impeach President Biden on some stupid fucking shit on nothing at on nothingness and feeling. then talk about show your bank show your you know not taxes but your bank accounts um for you when he'll Biden will show his shit when 45 show his tax returns how about that how about that let's let's do that, you know so it's just, the world we're in is just fucking crazy, um but it, this is the first, you know, so say La vie a hunter, um we hope that you get your shit together because you're fucking it up for your dad and your dad's already hung, hanging on by a thread.
1: just I'm telling you he needs a timeout um, but speaking of timeouts and time in general, this next topic listen.
0: Uh, our boy is running out of time. <laughs> he, because one of his children turned eighteen today. So, Britney Spears' ex-husband, uh, Kevin Federline, is requesting more money, um, as he currently receives forty thousand dollars per month in child care. Their oldest son has turned eighteen today, so that now forty thousand is turned into twenty thousand. Ouch! And that girl can't live off of that. <laughs> Uh, however, <laughs> however, will he survive? However, and he's in Hawaii, living there. And um, shout out to the people in Hawaii. We are still thinking about you. Thoughts and prayers to Maui. Maui. Um, but yeah, uh, it was funny. <laughs> Actually, my mother called me with the story to, to provide the information, hot topics for the podcast. But um, she's like, however, so he survives. Like, get a job. I'm like, you're absolutely right. He should, but you know. He's the sole parent of, he is the, of the two children. He, they primarily live with him. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't see a part, I don't see a problem with him receiving the the child support. I don't. If he is the primary parent and Brittany is is Britney Spears and she has (laughs) the money, that's fine. Absolutely. But now I'm sorry. say you need to adjust your life because you have another that's going to turn 18 in in a year and a half then what the fuck you gonna do i think that's the
1: most important part is just adjust your life like let's be realistic these boys are going to be at an age one already is where they can make a living on their own right so it's
0: best that you start doing that for yourself lead by example and literally they probably have a living tr- they have a trust that they probably you know i'm just speculating hope they have a trust that they can maybe touch at 25 you know she has Lawyers or people around who are smart, because they're gonna get her money. Like when she's dead and gone, like yeah, obviously the kids would get her assets, right? Or you know, so it's like, should they take care of their father if they choose to at that point? Then fine. But you know, nigga, uh, don't you have like ten more kids?
1: Like And that's where the problem arises. (laughs) Where it's like I seriously doubt this forty thousand dollars went specifically on those two boys. Especially when he's living I highly doubt that. Especially when he's living in paradise and not working at all. So yeah, I don't
0: sympathize. I don't feel bad. And I would love to see how this turns out. Yeah, I, I I just think that, you know, I don't know if he had the dick of gold or what, because you know, Char has, you know, two kids with him and then he has the two with Britney and then his new wife or ex-wife. I didn't one, know he like, had he has, a new, I didn't yeah, know that he he kid's after. Her. Yeah, he has children after, like, younger than them. Um, The, the two with Britney, so. The Britney funded a whole new generation. Britney funded <laughs> everybody, baby. Britney funded a whole new generation. You know, so um, again, I don't know if he has the dick of gold or whatnot, but um, either put the dick to work and on the streets or figure something out dance dance, revolution like I don't know what you need to do Kevin but you need to do something because your money bag is about to leave you boo yeah I hope he has a backup plan so but yeah backup plan and this next bra need to have a backup plan because she got fired yeah. so Erica Mina from loving hip-hop I don't know what city this, I she think started it all New melted York. It's just, it's just one, one thing now. Yeah, yeah, after COVID, it's so downsizing. funny. Yeah, well, downsizing, but also life got real, right? Because we we were fran- we were we were part of the franchise of Love and hip hop of Atlanta. We loved loving and hip hop. And then they brought Miami, but when COVID happened, of course they shut down production. They had to stop, and I think now because you know we we're back to doing you know bullshit and life is is now existing, you know, uh, post-COVID, I think they merged all the franchises together. They even did, like, what, a love and hip-hop family reunion where they brought the different franchises all together to do some shit. They brought the big names, you know, Safari, um, Erica, Spice, uh, Mimi, Stevie J, like, all of them together. But the story is right now, Eric Amina called Spice, who Spice is a, um, what is she? She's not a reggaeton artist, but she is, I I want to say, or uh, maybe a reggae artist. You know, I don't listen to Spice's music, but she has a big following. She's a major star in the Caribbean sphere of music, um, and I believe it's reggae, um, and so, her and Erica had some type of argument where Erica called her a blue monkey because Spice wears blue hair. But Spice is also a dark-skinned woman. Erica is Puerto Rican and Dominican. Has two children with Safari, who was Jamaican. And so basically, Love & Hip Hop was like, you know what? Nah, that's not gonna ride, kid, because she made a racist statement towards Spice. And the, of course, the viewers had a, a big response to that. The viewers more like, more than likely predominantly the African-American people. And so Erica, you know, start the backpedal, put an apology out. But it's like, but you've done this before. You've said nappy-headed kids before. You say nigga. Like, and Erica identified as Afro-Latina. And this is the conversation. So make it a little touchy. So people, if you and your feelings about it, we're going to talk about race. Let's have a conversation because it needs to be had. If you know you're Afro-Latina, so that means that you know you're African, you have some parts of black, and we also have the Latin culture of you, they know that colorism is a thing, racism is a thing, and that they they can co-blend together and be together, and you calling this dark-skinned woman a blue monkey, you know it was a racist term, a derogatory term. Like, let's not play stupid. And of course, again, Erica has said nappy kid. kid, she, she's said a lot of different shit to a lot of different castmates, and so, it's like what is enough for enough? Like, you know, you have the benefit of being a lighter-skinned woman who, let's say, you because you claim, you're Afro-Latina um so you know what words mean you know what you did was to cut her and to to put her in a different light so, how do you feel about um, the colorism and Erica's comments towards Spice?
1: uh, I see it's twofold because we in the gay community we you we've all at least once you've the term faggot in a derogatory manner when we're angry or what have you so i mean for her to identify as afro-latina would i wonder would it be as big of an issue if it was amara la negra that said it because she visibly looks like a black woman Mm -hmm. but she identifies as as afro-latina as well so it's like are we upset because of the way she looks versus the way uh spice looks are we what i'm trying to figure out what are we upset about because there have been people that don't identify as afro-latina j-lo used the term "nigga" in one of her songs and we still bump i'm real murder ink remix you know so it's like what where i guess for me i'm i'm saying this to say i don't know how exactly how i feel about it to be completely honest because it's like we've let and we've let so many get away with so much and we've let others not get away with anything and cancel them so it's like where where are we justifying our picking and choosing of
0: things See, so the answer to your question, or to t- t- kind of address it. I feel like, and this is just my opinion, I, but I'm, I'm basing it off of people who I know and, and and especially in New York area. And I will say this because I have New York family and, and people that I know, where like Puerto Ricans and Black is kind of as they're kind of the same, and the, but they're different. Some Puerto, some Puerto Rican people will identify being black because they know at some point they have some black in them or in their heritage or lineage or whatever. So I think for that, for them, to, and also because you'll see it, you'll find a lot of black people, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, they kind of Cubans, again, because of the African diaspora being together, will just identify. But then if it's something really black, they they'll they have their pride about being Puerto Rican or pride about being Dominican, right? But they... Still feel they have because they identify as Afro Latino. what have you? They they still have that black component to them, right? So that's why mm-hmm. they can say use the uh, use the language of saying nigger or what have you. But also because you know that that Latin part. This is again just my observation. That latter part still has some racism to it, right? Where black is lesser than Latin, right? Okay. So, so when you say something. That is derogatory. when you want to be derogatory and make someone feel less than and say something racist because a lot that let's be real some Latin people have can be racist towards black and, and vice versa yeah. when you say that of course you, you're you saying it from a, a a space of trying to be hurtful to this person and so when, when you feel, okay well I can't be racist I'm fucking Afro-Latina mm. but you know if you're calling this lady this black lady who is Darker darker hue, a monkey. Mm -hmm. What the fuck are you saying? You're calling her a fucking monkey, like a white person would call a black person, any black person a fucking monkey. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you can't, that ignorance of saying, oh, I don't know, I I, was just saying monkey, like that doesn't fly because you know the implication of what you're saying because of the colorism and because Mm -hmm. of that. So that's how, so I'm answering two questions at once. That's how I feel for me. You, you're making a rich statement, but also to address the fact that J Lo said nigga because she's Puerto Rican against a lot of Puerto Rican people. They identify as black or identify they have some black heritage in them, right? So, but also, it's the hell. I've known, I know I grew up with Metsky nigga saying man, nigga, and it's like, hold up, like, wait a minute, you know what I'm saying? Like, how that, like, you can't, we're people of color, but. There's some dudes that you know it it it's it's a I'm about to say a hood situation. If they group around black people, it's just it's not. Some people take it's not as, as offensive and can say, okay, well you part of the culture, you part of the struggle as well. Where some people I know they like, oh ain't no to call me no fucking nigga. Like we are gonna fight. So it 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 just depends on the people. and and that's exactly where I'm coming from it's like how do
1: we justify one being more offensive over the other because they're both derogatory terms and derogatory statements with you know in their inception was meant to make us feel bad about ourselves bring us down and it wasn't something you know it it just one we've kind of turned into colloquialism over the other one we've taking ownership over as opposed to the other and they're both horrible especially coming from someone that is not black or visibly I will say visibly black it
0: who fucked the dark skinned nigga
1: <laughs> like and your kids are are
0: biracial now
1: but yeah so i mean it, it's just so multi-layered I just think that it's a conversation that we as black people need to start having right, amongst each other about boundaries and what is acceptable and what is not across the board. Not depending on who's down or not, who's invited to cook cookout, who sleeps with black people or not, who's got black babies or not. Just like, is this something that we collectively are going to accept if it is okay if it's not then it needs to be that way across the board i feel yeah regardless of who you know impregnated you regardless of how much black dick you get like it's just <laughs> regardless of any of the you know dissing and that and you talk um I'm I, not think, dissing in that. I think that we need to really iron some shit out because Truth be told, VH1 or MTV or whatever the fuck it's on now. It's on VH1 and MTV. They didn't release that statement. They didn't fire her until there was backlash. Oh, absolutely. But before there was backlash, they chose to air <laughs> Like, they saw it. This wasn't live. This wasn't some Big Brother shit. Yeah. Where I was like, oh yeah. shit, put the button. No, they... Edited this in the editing booth and saw this months ago and took weeks to edit it. Yeah, and they probably were like, "Ooh, this scene is juicy, so why would they knowing that you know this will end up or be, the result will be them firing her? Why would they even air it? Why there wasn't they, a
0: black person in the editing bay? That's how <laughs> that's but, why they aired it. Okay,
1: so even moving for even moving further, are they? Are they firing the editor are they because realistically the first time well, would the editor be fired the first time that they see this show isn't when we see it Let's just be crystal clear. Mona right. Scott is not watching this uh, You know on Monday nights with the rest of us like oh shit. she's said what like so that's not even a, a, a Factor. I'm saying that to say all of these people knew all of these people that are in power that give the okay to send this show to network Knew she said what she said knew it probably wouldn't go over the way that Would benefit Erica or spice so it's like why not Not air it and suspend her and let her know why they're suspending her So she can try and work on herself to no longer use those statements Whether she's mad or not or thinks it's good TV or not. Why still air it to get everyone in an uproar and
0: still fire her anyway. So who are you saying is at fault? Are you saying is Erica at fault or is the produce or are the producers at fault for allowing it to air? All of them. All
1: of the above. Because no one made Erica say anything that she didn't think was okay to say. Right. One. Erica's dead ass wrong. But so are the producers. Because it's like you're firing her for doing something that she probably thinks was gonna be good TV. That you guys are probably you know, kind of co- coerced her into a place of like all of these villains on these reality shows, they're groomed to do that right. because Story they think line. this is what they need to do to be successful, to get another season, to you know, stay on board. All that stuff that they do, all the stunts and shows that they pull. It's being egged on by these producers because the producers think it's going to be good TV and the producers probably thought this fight was going to be good TV. So they were like, let's keep it and roll it because this is, you know, fucking love and hip hop where people fight barefoot in the middle of the streets all the time. So no one's going to give a fuck that she used the term monkey until it happened and they were like, oh, wait, yeah, we need to probably put you know a kibosh in this so i think that they are just as culpable as erica is like don't fire her after the fact don't put out a statement after the fact when you are the ones in
0: complete control over what we see from this television show no i hear what you're saying and that's a great argument but i just i can counter that what you're saying the fact they have a job to do they're looking at monetizing something they know okay this is controversy this is going to be more light to the show and and i i honestly don't i honestly think one mona Scott's not clearing everything she's not she her name is there but she's not involved in the day-to-day and the editing and all that shit. i don't i highly doubt that in my opinion um two again i don't think there was not one black person in the editing debate to see that so so they just you know or not even thinking about, okay, she called her a monkey, not correlating the two about race and this woman. Because, okay, well, she's Puerto Rican and Dominican, she called her. So, they're not, they don't know the, the scope or the depths of, of what this would look like. I honestly feel that. I feel like if they did, they probably would have did what you said. I mean, and can't American
1: the same question. be said about Erica herself?
0: What do you mean? Not knowing how deep that no, because Erica is has a pattern of behavior of saying shit like this. Like she has called women who are darker hues than her nappy heads, blah blah blah. Like she's she has a pattern of doing this type of shit. Okay, so she's aware because I'm quite, and it's been talked about. So she, I feel she's aware of what she has done and said. So and what she said was what she felt, and you know. Um. It's fucked up, but that's, she had that conviction, and if you, again, if you, if you didn't think it, you wouldn't say it, and that's where you were with it, so, I just don't, I don't know if I can blame the producers, again, they have a job that they're doing, I think, you know, again. I don't know if there was a black person in the room for that, or what have you, but, you know, such is life, but she's fired, for at least for one season, or suspended, or what have you, but, She'll probably be back. You know, she put it, like I can say, she put an uh, apology out there. Seemed like some bullshit, but, you know, uh, next month, no one will think about this. And, yes, move the fuck off. But, what people are not moving on from is this action culture and, and, Mila Kulis. Mila Coolis, uh, situation of dif- of sending character letters for Danny Matt, Madison. Um in his trial of him being convicted of, sexually assaulting two women and receiving 30 years because it was 15 years per per count um he was found guilty on and so how do you feel about these two individuals who work with this gentleman and providing character witness letters on his behalf even though the fact that he was found guilty so
1: they stated because they did a a pr no-no and directly addressed the backlash by recording a video of both of them looking extremely dirty uh <laughs> and kind of saying that they you know wrote this based on the person that they knew to the judge and they thought that it would be for the judge's eyes only which news slash it never is nowadays and they were right. in the year 2023 social media age it, um, you know, I've I thought about this, and I wanted to pose this question to the pod and to our friends out there, because I'm putting myself in their shoes. If it's someone that I've known for years, because I do have friends that I've known ten plus years, okay. And with that being said, you think you know somebody, right? Now, if one of those friends gets convicted, not going, God forbid, of rape, murder anything of the sort i can only base i can only i can only think of them through my lens and my experiences that i've had with them over the past 10 plus years right but honestly if they're convicted if they're convicted of, of, of something heinous it's like i can't rock with that i can't I can't say, you know, bump that the only thing that matters is what I've seen. Because I know for a fact the way I show up and interact with my friends is only a facet of who I am. It's only a piece of the person that I am. Not saying I'm a bad person. I go, you know, after I I leave brunch, I go kick puppies. No, by no means. (laughs) But there is, you know like I'm introverted there's things that I like there's things that I don't like there's things that you know it's things that there's other parts of me that my friends don't know about or that you know there's hobbies and things that I like to do that they can't speak to so I don't know I me personally I don't think that I would write a character a, a character statement for a friend if they've been guilty of a heinous crime like rape or murder i just i can't I, I i because that to me is negating something that they've been found convicted of and for all intent and purposes have, have done because i mean mm. this isn't like this shit is not up in the air it's <laughs> you know it's not like a character. I couldn't write a character letter for some, like a Tory Lane shit. Like, if you're convicted of shooting some bitch in the foot, like, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm really trying to put myself, I'm thinking of the people in my life mm-hmm. because they, you know. Danny was a person in their
0: lives right for 25 for
1: 20 yeah it's not just one celebrity for another celebrity this is someone that they've worked with they've been friends with so I'm really trying to put myself in their position and think about my personal circle and it's rough what what say you
0: I think you hit it. You, you, I think you. They wrote it about the person who they knew and the person in their circle, and not about the act that he actually did. So, in this instance, I can understand why they wrote the letter. I completely understand it, and especially yeah. if you are the, the guidance of one, their fa- his family, and his attorneys asked any, for any type of support, um, just to show the human side of who he was. Every person has the ability to do some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like if we, if, if we had our thoughts, monitor, um, monitor, the police, there would be a lot of people in show right now. Right. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, there's nothing wrong with what you're thinking. It's, it's about the problem comes when you have an action, you do, you do the action of what you had thought about doing. That's the problem. Right. So if he has some, and I'm, I'm going, just ride with me. I'm going so long. I'm going on, on, on a journey if he had thoughts about wanting to rape it or fascinations about doing things and drugging and, and, and doing that, there's nothing the wrong with fantasizing about that. It may sound fucked up, but that's, it's not, you can't police people's thoughts. The fact that he chose now to make an action to do that, to follow through, to see whether he can be successful with it and, and get his rocks off or whatever, that in turn showed his judgment was poor and he did something to harm someone. So that I can't speak to that. I can't write about that. I can't adhere to attest to this person and them doing this behavior. But what I can attest to the person who I knew and the person who what they shown me and the person who I've been friends with for X amount of time. So I can, so I can understand when the family asked them to write a letter about his, his character, they wrote it based off of the man who they've had dinners with, has a vacation with shared meals with. So I understand that part of it. I do think that, um, and, and, and also the fact that in the video they talked about, they believe victims. And so they're like, they just wrote off their experience with him, not to say, and the, and the purpose of the letter was also to look at leniency on, on the sentence, right? He, he was, he got the max so he can get per charge. They were just looking, they, they I think they felt, okay, he's going to be found guilty. It's just, okay should he spend 30 years of his life in jail because of, of this Teachers, his people people have their own opinions about that um i just think that they just wrote about the person who they knew and again and the people can do fucked up shit but the person who i knew wasn't this person the person who i knew didn't showcase me this type of behavior i never knew this person on that type of level so i again i can understand them writing the letter for the person, for him, based off of his character of what they knew,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So, um, yeah, could I do it? Again, depending on on the situation and circumstance. I think it depends on what what the situation is, um, and everything. So, I also believe one, believe the victims. I believe people who ha- who have been at the hand of any type of abuse um I hope they find healing and solace in the fact that okay he was found guilty on that aspect but also I mean just because you m- commit an act that doesn't make you a horrible person again depending on even the, even the murder because again I believe in, I'm a christian God forgives I'm no better than God so if I sit here and say I can't forgive and God forgives you you can you know, can you can um, fall seven times to get back up eight? Who am I to to be judging over you to say you deserve? You can't you can't be forgiving forgiving or you can't mend the wrongs that you've done. So. All right. Well, that's that on that. That's that on that. But <laughs> it's 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 really it's really sad. Um. <clears throat> Excuse me, this situation even had to happen. That we were talking about it. Um, the fact that he, you know, again, he committed he committed a crime, he needs to be held accountable to the things that he elected to do. Absolutely, I just think they were doing something for their friend who they knew. Um, and I can't, I can't, I can't fault them, even like Izzy, Azale- I, Izzy, Izzy Azalea, Izzy Azalea, yeah, Deborah. You know, she wrote something for Tory Lane, hey. I think towards the fuck boy, he did some fuck shit. You know, his parents are riding with him hard. You know what I'm saying? It's like he did, he, he chose an action. Does that make him a bad person? He did a bad fucking thing. There's people who at the core of them hadn't do good things, but also, you know, you you um two things can be true at the same time. But you you're gonna serve, you can't serve two devils. You can't you can't, what's it, you can't serve two, de- two gods. Is that the same? You can't serve two guys. What does that pertain to? You're basically saying you can't. Like you got to pick your. You either you live good or bad. You can't serve two guys at the same time. So I'm saying that just to say. Um, <clears throat> I lost my thought.
1: The, <laughs> I was trying. I was trying. trying to,
0: I, I, I had it. Go on the journey with thought, you. Oh it, yeah, it's my thought. Literally left my mind right now. So, but either way, um, this was. This is a situation. They I feel like they wrote about their friend who they knew and their friend decided to make a poor decision choice of wanting to rape two young ladies. And it's unfortunate that it happened. Um I hope he <laughs> understands the severity of what he's done and he takes accountability of it. Well,
1: he has time to figure it
0: out. He has 30 years to figure that shit out.
1: Justice has been served.
0: So But um speaking of serving things, you know, Beyonce served this entire tour that ends on October I think the first or the third
1: she's been serving all over Mama has the world. been
0: serving all summer long and everyone knows in this tour that there's a moment that happens that we all partake together and we're one and it's like for this six seconds we have one heartbeat and that's for energy when she says everybody on me it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Everyone knows it. If you don't know it, you're probably under the ground because everyone knows it's a challenge.
1: At this point, everyone should know it.
0: Everyone should know. So, have you ever wondered why people fucking talk when she says stay on mute? Because you saw her twice. Yes. Yeah, you so- had the fortunate opportunity to see her a second time when I was still on vacation.
1: Yeah, so when she came here to L.A., I saw her the first night, Friday. And just really quick, I must say I did enjoy the Atlanta show better. Oh. There was more energy in Atlanta. The mute challenge was understood in Atlanta. Now, I will say from looking at Twitter and, you know, people that went, the real energy was on her birthday night, which we all knew it would be. Right. Right. That Monday. But when um, we went on Friday, she did perform two songs, or could it be three, that she didn't perform in Atlanta. The outfits just wasn't as fly as they were in Atlanta. The energy at SoFi just wasn't as electric as it was in Mercedes. Seriously. At the Mercedes Benz. Um, The fashion. Now, and this is the crazy part, because... This was the mandated everybody will Wear silver date Okay, so this was, see I started that So this yeah, was the so first I'm like, or the Ooh, first day? Yeah. I was, was One of them, but I was like Ooh, so everybody's gonna be in formation Like we're gonna be ready I fucking dusted off my silver <laughs> Barbie shirt, I didn't want to wear that hot Shit, but I was like, these gays ain't gonna Get me, right. <laughs> these beehive LA People ain't gonna get me, so I Febreze that shit and put it right back on from Atlanta <laughs> I show up there was more silver in Atlanta. The gays...
0: And that was just on GP.
1: Uh, yeah, and, and that wasn't even a mandated no. stop. Like, I was so confused. The sound is not that great at SoFi. I've it, been hearing about it's that. It's not meant for concerts, it, w- it which is sad because it literally was just built like two weeks ago. And you would think <laughs> they would, you know, like older football stadiums i get it because they were built just for games but like the newer ones you would think they would insulate it or make it because they know that eventually people are going to be performing shows there right no not at so far but it what was so bad about the sound you couldn't understand what she was saying so you knew what songs were being sung because you know the songs you know the baseline you know the beat yep. but when she would go off script and you know talk or say things it was I, it clear no I literally kept saying, we kept looking at each other and being like, "What she say? What she say? Oh, <laughs> what no. she say? Yeah, no. it was that you know the songs you know you know because you're singing it, right. but when she would speak or ad lib or say something different, we every single time we we're like, "What she say? Ain't no mama can't really talk that well. What you know, she, so. what'd she say? But you can still understand her. Right. Like we still understood her in Atlanta." But, yeah, so SoFi is not that girl. It's a big, beautiful stadium. It's fabulous. It actually is really easy to get into. It is much easier to get in and out of than Atlanta, I will say that. So I will give SoFi props on the the easiness of the entry and exit, but I wouldn't, like... So it's not for a stadium concert. It's not not for a stadium concert. It's not... She's not that girl. Wow. Okay. She's not that girl. But when we went the mute challenge was horrible i have a theory of on it i <laughs> think the, the reason at all these stops you've noticed the places that she's gone to where it's been heavily populated by black people those challenges have been more successful than the places that are more of a melting plot that are more of everybody of everybody and i feel like the white people are bringing this down the entitled no listen because white people aren't used to being told what to do that entitlement and i saw a video a few days ago of this uh black girl i don't know what stop it was but she was standing directly next to a white woman and she was you know like our cousin camille you know everybody on me like she was looking around like trying to coach everybody and like okay we're about to be quiet the part coming up And Beyonce says everybody on mute. She gets quiet. She looks around. The white woman next to her literally screams at the top of her lungs, and all you see is the black chick just look back at the camera like, "This bitch." (laughs) And I think that's what's been happening because L.A. No, because L.A. Every night I could speak for the night That I was in attendance It yeah. was horrible So what people are doing is They mute all at once in unison For like the first three seconds Then they get excited that they've muted And then they start screaming yep. <laughs> Meanwhile Beyonce is still standing up there like Y'all motherfuckers sure. are supposed to be muting <laughs> uh, And and i think la you know act full of actors models and cater waiters they were just so (laughs) proud of themselves for doing something and being down that they got so excited before they were supposed to say anything and that happened every single night including the night of our birthday no one. So sad. No one's going to outmute Atlanta.
0: Night oh night. no, we had that shit on lock. We had that shit on lock, baby.
1: Yeah, I mean, to the, so much to the point where she got excited. She did she a little came dance.
0: She, like, she did a little a, yeah. She, she a little dance shit and heart. she was
1: smiling. Yeah. Not yeah. L.A. The bitch yeah. said, "Let's just get back to the track." <laughs> she literally was like, "Let's just keep going, child." Uh, but yeah, that was um, the Beyonce L.A. concert. That's. Have you ever wondered why people don't fucking follow instructions? Now, if it was
0: John Mayer, people would shut the fuck up. Right. Right. <laughs> you know they they know really would Everybody on mute. Yeah, so I am I'm, I'm so saddened that, that that happened. Um But it was great. She was still per- the was concert still was still good impeccable. Okay. I mean, well welcoming. shit, we saw that the, the, the concert. listen, I, I said, and you know, like I said, we we her and I fell, we fell back in love with each other. And mama could perform she's an entertainer she out uh, she is she is that girl you know um and i said if you go to this if you go to this concert and you're still like oh that wasn't nothing you were just hating on her to fucking hate her and you just don't like her you don't like your life so you know what i'm saying like that's just what. yeah is. yeah you're just because the girl put on the motherfucking show like yeah. that she she did that shit you know what i'm saying so but yeah, her outfits was fucking was fucking grand in, in Atlanta. So I don't Fabulous. know where And it's funny, I, I even the dancers, I'm like, wow, like because again, there's so many costume changes. And I guess my O C D mind will be like, damn, the dancer, because you, you you know, you're doing so many things and when you wear and you when you get fitted for costumes and everything, and I can say this from dancing world, like you know how certain things feel. And so you have a certain, you know, look and a certain vibe and a certain pose you do with certain shit. So the fact that they're wearing different outfits, different seats, it's like I'm like, how does their mind compute with like still rocking and having that same vibe with this one outfit? Like this one outfit, you might be like, oh, this is my shit. Yeah. But you got something new and like two different you're like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So it's just and I don't know how she did it, because I'm like, that's too many fucking outfit changes, girl. Like, keep that shit simple. Jenny got the same five outfits. See, that's she did a the thing, whole world tour in five outfits.
1: That's the thing I love and I think it's so fabulous and so just pussy. It's just Oh like, no, it's
0: fucking it's, it's it's great. It's showing the grandeur of all yeah, the shit. It's the showing opulence. Yeah, showing the opulence, you know. I own everything. So but <laughs> it's just again, it's a vibe that comes with certain clothes. You know what I'm saying? You give think about what you wear. Think about your outfit. Think about your kids' outfit. Oh no, I get everything you that you're you know saying. I, mean? I get it completely. Like how you feel, but you put something, you be like, uh, we don't fuck with this. You know what I'm saying? So, I hope they. But yeah, I saw the dancers, and they even try to instruct people to say, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah, but they don't listen. So they don't listen. But you guys are listening, and you know, we'll be right back. Uh, we're gonna pay some bills, and we're gonna come back with the reality we'll roundup.
1: Up. BRB. Alright, we're back with the reality roundup. We are starting with The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Do we have to? I mean, (laughs) let's just get it over with. It's done. So, the sooner we do this, the sooner we can be done.
0: First of all, let's just start with these hoes only had a two-part reunion. When has Atlanta only had a two-part reunion?
1: I honestly think the last time they had a two-part reunion was shit season two uh atlanta was the first franchise to have a four-part reunion yeah which kind of became like the standard even when it didn't need to be across
0: franchises so atlanta now is the first to bring back two parts i mean even the three like you would get a good three because there's enough in the season to like and one would be a throwaway like you know yeah like,
1: usually the second yeah the second film.
0: one's like okay you know they bring the tease you. out <laughs> yeah, they tease you with the first one, and they they put a lot of shit into it. The second one's not the greatest, and then the third one's like the boom pow. Yeah. You get everything resolved. They only had two parts, and I was like, this is sad. But it... But it was I all did, about Drew, so of course it'll be. It was all about Drew, but
1: I didn't leave the second part saying, I want more, or there were things still left unresolved. I was like, yeah, this this is this can be over. <laughs> yeah, I I, got, there, I have
0: more questions than answers. What are those questions? <laughs> what, what Our question happens. How that? how do you um I'm not gonna say belittle your future ex-husband, but you have all this conflict and the next in the next segment you are singing a song. <laughs> all, and then you're singing a song about him to him and this awkwardness, and he's not like even looking at you and in in the direction that you're looking and you're seeing everything so. about that moment was cringy. It was it was so awkward. They really. I know we've
1: been saying this <laughs> for the entire season, but there needs to be some recalibration done with Atlanta. I think the writing's on the wall. I think that them only getting a two part reunion says everything that needs to be said truly
0: it does so the first part of this because we're going to talk about both parts all together so we're just recapping everything but why does everyone have smoke with candy and then as everyone i'm talking about sheree so the whack ass she she news Uh newsletter she did about candy and the Mm. poor reviews of olg and all type of shit that was whack. it didn't go off in my opinion in the way she thought it was gonna come off as a big to-do and the girls even like what the fuck andy of course you know he gonna pump up the shit because he was like oh this is this is interesting like this is something to do well it was
1: creative and different
0: it was creative but it didn't land the way you thought it was gonna land like because i'm like charade are we do like charade just when you were when you got fired i remember and i think you were there too we saw you in the Atlanta for Black Gay Pride, and you were taking photos for five dollars. There was a sign that said "Photos with Sheree Whitfield for five dollars." So, is this what we're doing right now? I, and the Chateau was even was still being built. It was still in the in the process of trying to get funding for it. So, this is my theory on why so many girls tried to
1: come for candy this season. Marlo, Sheree, uh, Courtney had her attempt i i i think the girls just think that they know candy is a favorite amongst the network right <laughs> and okay. they feel like she is coasting because she is the longest running housewife across all franchises and they don't feel that candy gives as much now as she probably could but what they're negating is When it comes to Candy, she's paid her dues. She's given way more of her life than a lot of these girls have. Yeah. And I think that's a testament to why she's around now. And yes, I am the first to admit Candy has completely coasted these last, like, three seasons. She just kind of shows up and gives you the exact same thing. But you have to put respect on her name when it comes to this franchise. No one... Has been more transparent in Atlanta than Candy. She has shown you her family dynamic. She's shown you sit downs with her mom that didn't go great. She's shown you sit downs with shit her mom and fa- and her aunts and like she's just given so much. She's given her baby daddy uh, and her daughter and a spouse getting killed and like she's you giving. You out of my head. That she's given you so much of her life of what you want from a housewife key because the key word is housewife. It's not hot girl of Atlanta. Right. It literally we want to see her family life. We want to see her story. We want everything. And she's given that in spades. And I think that, you know, now all of that is paying off. Whereas the other girls are having to because they don't have spouses, they don't have family, Sheree, all her kids are old and moved out. So it's like they're having to create storylines and things and jump through hoops to stay relevant and they see candy just kind of showing up sometimes not even showing up because she's booked doing something else and i think they're just mad at that and they you know want to make her sweat a little bit and i think that this whole season has suffered because of it they've been so concerned about bringing down another housewife they've forgotten to focus on themselves and I think that is why this is going down. This season in particular for me is going down as the worst season of Atlanta Housewives in
0: the past 15 years. And we've said that before, but it's like that worst season. But this is the worst. This is the worst. And season. again, she's so unbothered. Like you said, and you were in my head as you were talking, saying what you were saying. Ace died. Like you said, like she, she's done and paid her dues. She, she wrote a fucking hit song on the show for a bitch you can't sing. Like she's done and showed you who the fuck she is. And relax. Cause she has multiple things going on. She uses platform to launch so much. She's launched. Let's just name the shit she's fucking launched. A clothing store tag. That was the first situation. A clothing store. A play. Multiple plays. A sex dungeon. Three restaurants, sex toys, like what else could she not, like she's done so much that and all y'all have is probably, you got Sheba Sheree that took you 15 years to make. Yeah. So it's it, it just, it, it. and what also kills me is, is I, what I'm saddened by is the friendships. I thought they were better than this. I thought Sheree was better than what she was showcasing. Um, and trying to really come for her and, and all this type of thing, so it's just it is it's sad to me to see Sheree having to feel like she needed to take this type of shot at Candy, and was like you can never and was like Sheree, you've had work then you look at how that's mess, you know I'm I'm happy I mean your baby father is still embarrassing you he had a whole ass grown child come to the sippancy for your grandchild for y'all grandchild and you had no clue about he had a kid so i think more so than anything
1: with Sheree specifically she showed that she is a veteran with this reunion because she i personally think this was her best reunion personally because she wasn't over talking she could talk her words out and she wasn't talking over herself she was actually speaking like if you look back at previous reunions that she's been involved with she hasn't been next to andy she's usually been in the middle seat or at the end true with the exception of like the first two seasons where she was actually everything was new and fresh and she was actually dialed in but this is probably her best reunion performance because she was funny she was extra she was holding court she really did work hard to justify that first chair <laughs> like she like she was pulling everything out of the out of her bag of tricks literally
0: bag of tricks. right
1: yeah literally she had bag of uh, a bag of uh, tricks and i honestly feel because she is a veteran she probably knows or producers may have tipped them off or said hey we need you girls to bring it because this is the topic of discussion like right. a reboot is on the table so we y'all y'all need to bring it and I feel like Sheree was like you know what fuck it let me let's go to Kinko's I got something to print out like <laughs> and I think that's where she really went to overdrive
0: it came off desperate it, it came off a little too late extremely desperate it came off someone reaching like you're a peasant reaching for the queen and it's like it's just not gonna work in my opinion I don't think that sharae and candy only name needs to be synonymous together is in housewives so there's no other situation where you could put sharae and candy's name in the same sentence together um i agree especially when if we're talking about bank accounts like we are in two different tax brackets well i mean one well, (laughs) well you can't do that
1: because one actually has a career and the other one Housewives is her career. That's what I'm saying. So like, yeah, like you can't. Like, even, you, you can't. You can't like what you're not like gonna Apple do is try Stringes. to is just sit
0: here and, and son me, bitch. Like, do you know, like Candy? When Candy said the most realest shit, I don't know what season was. but She was having an issue with Nene, and she said, "I can sit here and and pay for all y'all motherfuckers." Like if I want, like two times over. Like the fact that you say that, and but she doesn't lead with that because she tries to be. She is a humble woman, of what we see, but. She's like, I don't need this shit. But she, I think she do it because she's bored. And she likes to, uh, she may like the attention. So.
1: So we get, you know, background flashbacks of, I guess, pertinent stories for each housewife, which isn't much at all. No. I think the biggest bullet points of this reunion is, you know, the beef various beasts with candy which we just uh touched on and of course the drew um and ralph situation because even with the situation the drama with there wasn't even drama with everyone else it's just kind of everyone else just kind of coasted this entire season i don't
0: care about sonya and her flip-flopping well we do want to say congratulations to Sonya. um so well condolences for the the miscarriage but also congrats on the new preg- pregnancy, so that's the most interesting part that I have about Sonia. But I, but I was
1: that interesting?
0: It was something to get. It was again. <laughs> it, it showed another side of her, right? Which again, because again, we both can care less about her character on the show. But and she tried to insert herself in different situations and topics, and tried to be. She tried to be the voice. She tried to be Cynthia Bailey, but it just it doesn't. Come across that way, or it doesn't. Pay, it doesn't pay off the way she thinks it pays off in their head. Sure. So, I'm fine with just skipping to Drew and Ralph, unless you well, have. No, anything the, else that that, listen, about. that was the biggest story. <laughs> <laughs> again, again that's the biggest story that we still have more questions than answers to.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, in the but for me, I don't have I don't have any questions about it because I I doubt that. Ralph and Drew will be transparent transparent and actually answer those questions. I feel like they will continue continuously just keep doing and saying things to make us have even more questions. So, I'm fine with just cutting it here. <laughs> and like whatever happens with them happens. Like for me, I think the biggest tragedy in Atlanta Housewives that happened was firing Phaedra when they did because I wanted to see a season after that reunion where you know everybody blew up and everyone found out that Phaedra was a liar like I wanted to see the season after that where everyone drug Phaedra and we actually got answers to why did you lie why did you do this right so I say all that to say that was a missed opportunity them not coming back next season won't be a missed opportunity for me because i don't need closure to the situation i feel like if they come back for another season it would literally just be 18 more episodes of what we've been seeing them still living together him still gaslighting her her (laughs) crying pulling out props her lying being a lying liar who lies yeah so i'm for me personally i'm done with their story i think it's like we've laughed with her we've laughed at her there's nothing else to do because I do think to a certain extent there are moments where she is acting and I think that he is an absolutely gaslighting horrible cretin of a man
0: yeah it's unfortunate um, the fact that his quote unquote cousin Courtney was also coming at Drew you know I do feel that they owe the viewers some type of explanation about some shit. Again, we don't know where he was in Miami still or Florida. Um, we don't know if Drew is secretly licking on uh, Taj, Ty. Ty uh, Coochie or not. Like, there's a lot of stuff we still don't know. Just like And we never then- will. Yeah, and then I would be entitled to, oh, I can't talk, let me call my attorney, but I would say the hot moment was when Courtney has had her mic on, didn't know this shit was still recording, it was hot, talking about, you know, she had, Drew has a lesbian lover in D.C., in, in Texas, and, you know, that's why she wanted the adoption to happen, so she can, you know, um, have the nigga pay her bills, like, when that happened, I was like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Like, now we got some tea. Like, what's going on? But then nothing still came from that. still Drew no payoff. It's still denying, and she's in denial about shit, and she's not addressing nothing. And then when Ralph came out, and Andy asked him about that, he was like, you know, let me i my attorney. I can't really talk about certain shit. So I was like, well, if y'all motherfuckers can't talk about shit, why are you here? Like, yes. why are you here? yes. Yeah, if, if you can't careless. if you can't talk about anything,
1: why are you coming to the reunion one? If you don't want to share and show anything, why are you, why are you on a reality show? That that is why for me, I feel like this needs to be the end of the road for them. Yes, I feel like you can't get any more story out of this. Like you can't get what is it, uh, blood from a stone? I turn up. Uh, yeah. yeah, for yeah, like you can't. You, there's nothing else to juice. From this from either one of them. Um, I don't want to see a season of Drew goes it alone. I don't want (laughs) to see that No, more so I'm putting energy and thoughts into What the 16th season should look like? Because well, I've come to terms with it really quick. I don't want a heart reboot I like I, I don't I I feel like a soft reboot needs to happen. I'm fine with two familiar faces
0: next okay. season. What's two and faces would And maybe
1: bring on four new girls. So if,
0: what two faces would you like to have?
1: Before you interrupt me, I'm just going to tell you the two girls. And I'm going to give you my reasons. And then if you want to tell me the same or if you want to say a hard reboot, you can I personally think the show needs to be reworked around Kenya Moore and Portia Williams. Let me explain why. Or Portia G body good body goobody, <laughs> whatever the fuck she is. Okay. One. These are two women that give good TV off like just on GP. They know how to work. They know how to work this franchise. They came on together. So we already know what that chemistry is. They've had beef. They've connected. They've had beef again. So the potential of will they, won't they (laughs) kill each other will be there. Okay. But also because they are a part of two different generations. Like Portia looks up to Kenya as big sis. Mm -hmm. And I think that we need to have a roster of Women that are close to Kenya and a roster of women are close to Portia, so you get you know the older. No, I'm not saying Kenya's older, she's just older than Portia, so you know so the auntie vibe. You get the auntie vibe of girls that are successful, got their own shit, but you also get the young hot girl vibe that Atlanta is still very much so. So I feel like with those two friend groups, you you will get a well-rounded group of women that actually represent Atlanta, not people that you know moved there and live somewhere else and well we live in Atlanta now. I don't want to see any stunt castings I don't need to see fucking 2d I don't need to see <laughs> that's like I don't need to see an ex R&B group singer like I don't need to see an Olympian I just want to see women that live in Atlanta mm-hmm. that know each other more importantly I think that's where the franchise has gone wrong They're they've been so focused on hiring names and people that are already real known that they're complete strangers to the ladies that have already been on the show. So, there's no chemistry. There's no any... Like, Sanya. Nobody knew Sanya in this group. And you can tell. <laughs> she's fucking the closest to Marlo. Right. And the only right. reason why she's the closest to Marlo is because nobody likes Marlo. So, Marlo needed somebody to film with. So, Marlo is probably the nicest to her. Right. Like Like, we need people that know each other. So, I would love to see... Portia and Kenya kind of anchor this show because they're both good TV on their own. Together, they're even better TV. And I know they got... I mean, shit, bring Shamia. That's Portia's friend. No, like, I'm tired of Shamia ass. Uh, to go somewhere. Just bring people that actually know each other. I think that is my biggest thing. Bring people around that know each
0: other. So... I would say bring Tanya, but if you bring a Porsche, Tanya, 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 Tanya. Oh, uh, Tanya ain't coming back. I know, but listen. <laughs> but I wouldn't listen, mind, yeah, I, wouldn't listen, mind. Talking, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I
1: wouldn't mind. But yes, I would prefer having Kenya, Porsche, and four new bitches. What say you?
0: So I, I hear your argument. Um I'm not mad at it. I'm really not. Uh like you said, what you said kind of makes sense. It's like, okay, well, yeah, like the the young girl versus the younger versus the auntie um but i also think i just just get rid of everybody just <laughs> especially because we're now watching roni and we're seeing how that's kind of going and we're we're developing new people and new opinions and having just a, a fresh start from it and as much as i love my birthday twin kenya i love candy um I even like sheree I think that, and it took me a while to get to this place. Cause before you know, I was riding hard. Like, nah, they don't need that. don't need need to recast or reboot nothing. It's come to the end of the road. You have to know when you have to retire. I would rather you stop. You didn't. You didn't go out on the height that you should have on your on the court. Sure, you've been fired twice. Oh, you got to go. Like candy, you know. There's nothing else. You, I know you want a Tony, so maybe you know seeing you get the Tony, but I don't need to see you get the Tony on this show, like yeah. because you are you will even be so more far removed from this, and you already yes, have above it. You can dynamic. tell she's yeah, like already you just, like you got so much she, going she on. Flying above it. Yeah. You've, yeah. So just do that on your own. Um I would love to see a Kenya and Cynthia spinoff and they both try to find man and date and whatever. Um, Throw my I like Mayana, Throw her Child. up and you. No, you didn't just mention <laughs> yada You said you were tired of Shamia. But <laughs> I mean, because I mean, Manjeda gives a different perspective. Shamia is... Yeah, Shamia is just... I have a... I, I, I could... I don't say I love a hate relationship with Shamia, but Shamia is just not the girl you can be a friend of you're the friend of I need to see like once a season. I don't need to see you multiple times during the season. Just one time. Okay. Um I need to I need to see Shamia the the way we see Kenya's light skinned homegirl, who sh- I think should be um the one that's married to a, a football player, a basketball I, player. Yeah, I was waiting on you to mention her name because I, I don't know, know her name. name exactly. I need, I need to see Shamir like that. Like is that that to me that Kenya Fran is gorgeous? I feel like she could bring a lot to some shit, but you know she just never talks. Um. <laughs> so, but yeah, if if they just do a whole new cast like you did, Ronnie, I would be more excited for that to see what this now what they can bring because again mm-hmm. it would be a different it's a it's a new start it's a new day so it's atlanta but it's it's new people um so that's how i felt about it but the reunion it it just wasn't it, it didn't left. give it i left again more questions than answers and that's it i mean marla looked like mrs roper you know what i'm saying that i mean um, i i yeah
1: there's i feel <laughs> like anything else will be beating a dead peach
0: yeah so it's just you know it, it, yeah that was, it happened so that was real Housewives of new no, york atlanta. Uh, of atlanta their reunion if you guys liked it go to the comment section of the ig page let us know put some peaches out there if you feel like they still need If put peaches in the comment section if you feel like they need to recast all the peaches that's currently there Right, so let us know how you guys feel.
1: Let us know your lineup. Yes. Uh, But
0: speaking of Roni, let's uh, move on over or let's go on up north. Up north and take a flight. And I'm going to take a business class because I'm going two days early because I need to work on my tan. And also, low-key, I don't want to fly coast with y'all bitches. I love Jenna. Let's just start there. What is there not to love? I-, I love the honesty of it all, and I do feel like she was trying to go to Anguilla to get her tan to be comfortable in her skin. But also, she realized there's no business seats on this flight, and I work too hard. I, my name is too big in this in this industry, and my bank account says the same, and I'm sorry, I'm that I would be taking a different flight. If you organize a trip and it's at Bravo's dime and we all have coach and I can afford business class, I'm going business the end. I don't own any explanation whatsoever. I'm doing what I want to do and that's
1: With that's the more yeah. that's
0: where I'm in my life right now currently in life so that's
1: I it. i don't I don't get the fake outrage that all the other girls are having because when you fly realistically even if you fly with people fly in a group you guys aren't huddled up together in the same row sharing ghost stories and fucking (laughs) braiding each other's hair like you're probably all sitting in separate places in the plane Mm -hmm. not talking anyway (laughs) so it's like if you've got to do whatever you need to do to make sure that you're your best self when filming happens then go for it absolutely like jenna literally probably said we're going to this beautiful place let me go early and enjoy it before we just fight the, the whole vacation
0: but she also said she what She's she was like you guys are gorgeous i have a skin disorder i like i will i feel more comfortable if my skin is even toned tan blah 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 it just i really feel like the the business class was just a perk it was yeah. it was just a bonus was, it, was, longer, it like, was all right I'm gonna go. Oh, you have a business flight. That's great. I'm there. And the way she said it, honestly,
1: was an after the fact aside to that humor. Like, I uh, the way that Aaron presented it to the group was definitely not the way that she. She was being messy. Yeah, it month. was not the way that she that that Jenna presented it to
0: Aaron. No, and, and not in in the conviction, the message of it, messaging of it all. It wasn't, and Aaron. Aaron's a messy broad. She's messy. I can see her mess. Um, you know. How did you feel about Brand talking to Aaron's husband at the uh ten year anniversary valve or ten year anniversary the I will say can't even say because they never said vows for the first time, so the yeah anniversary party. The the event. I about Bren mentioning the fact to Aaron's husband that you know oh so technically if you guys didn't say vows you're not really married and you know uh, let me know when you have a divorce party so I can I can date you basically but jokingly saying it what were your thoughts to I
1: don't I only know Bren for the past what five six episodes and I felt like that was indicative of her personality Right. being like fun and flirtatious i wouldn't have taken anything serious about it especially considering Aaron husband is no uh, mauricio season two <laughs> of beverly hills housewives like let's be honest nobody's throwing pussy at him right let's just keep it uh, a buck i think that these ladies are just way too sent. all of them all of them across the board except for uba uba don't give a shit about none. no but i think all of these ladies are just so sensitive yeah and easily triggered about everything that happens if there's no food size fucking having a, a flipping out if you know someone says anything about sex or weight fucking jessel is having a hissy and you know hitting herself in the face calling
0: herself a fat pig
1: like i just feel like
0: now sigh Psy- was rude as fuck because when Jenna left the errands, you know the first the home and um must say, yeah, Um You called it rude, but yet yeah, you left the wedding party event because to go so cool. to Katsuya, or Where did she go to? Just Nogu, somewhere around the corner, yeah. Um, because you were fucking hungry, like oh well. Yeah, she's the biggest hypocrite, yeah. and right
1: now battling for my least favorite bitch on the show. To be completely honest. Um, She was
0: already there for me. So,
1: Yeah, to be completely honest. But I do have hot tea off the press. Come on, tea, let's go. The reunion was recorded today or yesterday. I Mm. forget. So I have the seating chart of the Roni.
0: Let's go. Who's sitting where?
1: So who do you think is sitting next to Andy on both sides out of these... Six ladies who do you think has earned The spot of first chair
0: Who's earned the spot Realistically taking into account
1: Storylines I think
0: Brandon probably is In chair one Okay Um I would say the other one has to be Has to be between Jenna And I'll say Aaron
1: you already said Aaron <laughs> for one so No, said I said
0: Brynn. I said Brynn for one. Okay. I, I feel like Brynn's See is solid. And then I think the other the other chair would be um, Jenna and Aaron. Or Aaron. Or, or Aaron, yeah.
1: Okay, so you have one half, right? So the seating chart is as follows. To the left of Andy, you have Aaron, first chair. Next to Aaron, Jenna Lyons. Next, Jenna, sigh. So that's the left side of the couch. To the right of Andy. In first chair, you have Jessel. Really. Next to Jessel, you have Bryn. Next to Bryn, you have Uba. So this is how the seating
0: chart lays out. So Jessel must have brought something. Or there's some oh, allegation like, of something. Uh, husband, there's children, something. There has to be Because yeah. Jessel's born as fuck. I, Jessel is... She's not... She's not made for TV. And so, I can't see... The only controversy thus far it has been is her two kids that she wants to put into the school where Tom Cruise's children have gone or what have you to be around that type of lifestyle. Um... And she talked about Tribeca area being not up and coming. So that's the only reason I can see I, I that's the that that's what makes me think that something else has happened between her husband for her to be in that first seat. I don't think looking at the first episode, three episodes, she's done nothing to bring any that would warrant for her to sit in that seat. Well, she didn't have the
1: conflict, the slight conflict with Aaron about being called a princess or being called um, like their sit down that they had. Right. It, it, because I feel like the only bitch that really has solidified and earned that seat has been Aaron. Mama has been in everything all season. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Any drama that has <laughs> gone on, Aaron has either been in earshot, stirring stir the pot, yes. or in the middle of the pot. So you have to think about who. Who has realistically Been at odds with Aaron and the only other person has been brand but I don't feel like their beef is ever that serious they always end up back making out or sharing a bed (laughs) So the only other person I feel like to directly sit across from Aaron would be Jessel. She wouldn't be my first choice, honestly, especially with the previews for next week coming because Uba snatches them glasses off Aaron real quick, honey. Who the fuck are you talking to? Yeah, Yeah. so I'm very curious to see how that turns out. But, (laughs) yeah, I mean... I wouldn't have picked Jessel as first chair. I wouldn't have picked Jessel as being anything Jaisal other than a, a third, a one and done. Yeah. Like I thought this was. Yeah. If anyone asked me, who do you think is not coming back for next season? Jessel would have been my first right. answer.
0: Like you got Uba at the end. Like what the fuck? You don't know, switch that shit out. Um, Uba has hot sauce. Right, Uba hot. No, Uba hot. hot. What did Justin, Justin got? What? A husband going to Vietnam for a sandwich so he get away from your ass for three days. Right, and the badass
1: kids. Um, but yeah so the girls are an anguilla and taking turns literally ganging up on each other i find it this franchise more so than any other franchise i've noticed they have a a hive mentality okay where it's like if one person's in the hot seat they're all like yeah you stupid bitch we hate you (laughs) they did that with Jenna Mm -hmm. at the beginning of uh, The trip and Literally midway through They jump From Jenna to Aaron Because Aaron says she doesn't Believe Bryn's surrogacy story And then everyone's like how did she say that How dare you like they just take Turns literally um, Stoning Each other like angry villagers With pitchforks (laughs) and, and Stuff but that's all i gotta say about new york <laughs> that's all i gotta say about
0: yeah money. i i i i'm still um got smack about <laughs> this jessel jessel the first fucking like jessel gay. Like, the fuck what's going on so um yeah bren love her jenna love i fucking live for jenna so um so yeah we'll see what happens though well, i hope they bring it out i really I really want all the ladies to come back for a second season. Oh, they even, deserve even it. Just, they deserve it. Like even because yeah. I feel like they they just they put a foundation. Yeah. Now I want to see you. You have lived this. You survivor reunion. You go on the Bravo con. I need to see now who is going to really show their true colors.
1: Yeah, you need to see the fame get to people's hands. Yeah. Heads.
0: And Sya, I think would be the first one that you would like. You got to go. Yeah. I'm know, just yeah. based off of just the, observing her behavior and shit that she's saying and doing now um i just feel like she she'll have to go so
1: i i think that all housewives deserve a minimum of two seasons i always think it's so unfair when you get the one and done unless yeah. unless they bow out unless they're like yeah i tried it this ain't for me but to fire a housewife after one season i always think that's not fair cuz you don't get to see you don't, you know, you don't potential, get to see the been. potential of what they could be. Yeah. Um, so yeah let's I, I'm down to see all of the girls back but I can't wait to get back on a weekly basis with this shit so we're not recapping three episodes in, <laughs> <laughs> in five right, minutes right
0: because we went from the Aaron's wedding to basically uh, well, I mean, we're
1: bouncing all over but I mean yeah. for the sake of time
0: I mean but now. you guys watched it friends out there you guys watched it if you have any questions or comments please you know you can email us at um, oh that's my gay friend at gmail.com to talk about this your experience or your thought process the quickest way to just go to our IG page and put in the comments underneath this episode when we post it up so let us know which, who you guys favorite is thus far in Ronnie. is it Jenna is it Aaron is it Omba is it Jessel is it Sai. am I missing somebody is it Bran or is it Brand? I thought I said Brand, but that's my girl Bran so yeah so let us know how you guys feel and then we will you know um talk about it on the show yeah so get the consensus going
1: get, yeah just figure out who is the real true friend of the bot
0: right so friends we listen we have some more stuff to talk about but i think we'll say that for next week we're going to talk about the love is blind the recap show they they Put some new episodes up on Netflix. It's about maybe three episodes. Just three, yeah. To to go after a year after the marriage, you know, after the ones who said yes and where they are now. So we definitely saw that. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. It's only three episodes. You've got homework. Watch you it for homework the next week. do this weekend. You'll see that. But then also, um, Big Brother, if you guys have been watching, we've been watching a big move happen tonight. And i'm so happy that it happened another husband's happy spoiler alert Bitches gone that's all well, i'm gonna say
1: bitches leave every week
0: so <laughs> you have to tune in
1: yourself to see exactly which
0: what bitch, bitch we're talking, talking about,
1: about. <laughs> but we will start talking about that because the show is starting to pick up and get spicy and of course atlanta's over new york will be over eventually so
0: we're going to need to transition into some new shit. So. Right. And if you have any suggestions, email us at oh, that's my gay friend at gmail.com. Or go to the IG page and put the show or tag into the show that you guys would love for us to come, you know, talk about or something that we're missing. Let us know so we can watch it and we can all catch up together and um, give some opinions about it. So, friends, we want to thank you for another wonderful episode tuning in with us. We really missed you guys. Uh, we're back. We have no more breaks for the rest of this year. So right. besides holiday, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, depending, we'll still maybe have a holiday show. But um, we're here to the end of 2023. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you guys have given us uh, about almost two hours now because we had to catch up of your time. So you have 22 hours to be with yourself. Be kind to yourself. You know, um, look you just make sure you look at yourself in the mirror and say, Yo, I like you, okay? Until next time, bye, Bye friends. friends.
1: Today's episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend is brought to you by the letter A. Hey, listen, did y'all really think we were going to teach y'all something? This podcast is just to have a kiki with my husband. Tune in next Friday for an all-new episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. Follow us on Instagram at oh, that's my gay friend or email us your questions at o, that's my gay friend, at gmail.com. Until next week,
0: bye friends.